content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. Behavior really matters. It does. And you know what else matters? What? We have been doing this for two years. I know. (laughs) That's so crazy. I remember in the fall of 2020, right in the midst of COVID, you were like, let's do a podcast. And I was like, okay. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I mean, I knew what a podcast was, but I didn't listen to podcasts. I was like, okay. And then, you know, we chat via text or phone and you throw out there, I think we should do a podcast. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then you had Function Junction, Behavior Matters. And then you had, you know, Behavior Matters because it matters. Then you had also like matters of behavior, right? Like the things (laughs) that we do. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. (laughs) And then you got on Buzzsprout and created a host. And I was still like, okay. (laughs) On February 19th in 2021, we had our first episode of Function Junction Behavior Matters. We've had so many great little milestones and accomplishments. I remember we were just so excited, like, oh, we had 10 downloads this week. Right. I mean, this started for us, you know, it started as a way to share information. And so 10 downloads sounded great to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I remember one time we were doing an episode and something happened. I'm sure it was with me and I had to do, we, we were doing it I was sick. I don't remember. But anyway, I was doing it on my phone downstairs on my couch. I think it was the one about Jesse and his hair and the teacher who wanted to call him by his given name. That was a long time ago. And um, I will say I didn't have a clue what I was doing. You clearly had more of a clue than I did. But then I remember like we had Monique LaRue who was not a guest on our podcast, but she did that cool intro, you know, of the legal disclaimer that we still have because yeah. I love her voice. That was so fun. And then she did the artwork, the original artwork for us. Yeah, she did some beautiful artwork for us. Yeah. With the train, like the caboose. Yeah, with us looking like we were hanging out watching because it's Function Junction and we're going down the train looking for the function. The behavior train. <laughs> And then I remember in the summer, I was doing the training with some paraprofessionals in one of my school districts and the awesome John Liu came in and we had him as a guest. But I remember, I remember he walked in and I go, I'm so glad you're here because he was in the one the summer before the training. And then the very next day he came in with the, um, the elephants, the artwork. Yeah, he did two beautiful pieces for us. The elephants, the, obviously mommy and daddy elephant, or maybe mommy and auntie because, you know, elephants do tend to run in lady groups taking care of the baby elephant. But also that amazing piece that looks like the child is overwhelmed by stimuli. You know, and there's a, a mother or a, a caring woman there trying to help him regulate and and cope with all the chaos that was bothering him. I, and I think it's a coincidence. When I look at that that image, I always think that that picture looks like it's you or me. 
that's true. The kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, it's been, you know, listeners, we're just kind of rambling here. I'm rambling, but it's just fun, you know, to think about back in the day, you know, we had just a few episodes and I remember getting really excited when we'd get an email from Buzzsprout saying, you've had 100 downloads and then 500 downloads, you know, and so many downloads. And if you look, I mean, I would just look this morning, we've had cumulatively since our first episode, we've had over 8,100 downloads. You know, and that's exciting for us and and reinforcing when you think about from a behavioral standpoint, it certainly makes us want to, to do that more. Uh, and I will say the guests that have been on have created change in me for sure. Oh. Uh, change in my behavior in some of the things that they shared along the way. You also looked at our stats and, and we have we have some pretty cool pieces like people from, it's not just in the United States. Sissy, you know, you're right. I mean, we have had folks from nine different countries and 42 different territories, all the way from the Russian Federation, Singapore, Pakistan, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Belgium, Malta, Netherlands, Brazil, Vietnam, so cool. I mean, I think most, I know just by looking, most of our listeners are from the U.S., Germany, Ireland, the United Kingdom, Sweden, Australia, Denmark, Canada, and India. But that is, you know, not something that I really ever would have anticipated. We have listeners in the U.S., obviously quite a few in the Texas and Houston area, but quite a few as well in California. We have some in Illinois, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Florida, Virginia, Tennessee, New York. We have some. It's so interesting and fascinating. And you mentioned that um, it's changed your behavior. It truly has changed my behavior in terms of, you know, just telling people stories. Like, you know, we have this guy that we had on our podcast, Debarshi, who is, you know, one of my favorite people on the universe. And he inspired us. I I remember when we were having a conversation with him, he said, you know, he was talking about, you remember it better. How, what did he oh, say? He, he, was, he was saying that people think that people on the spectrum lack empathy. And he said, I, I, I disagree with that. He said, I, I care very dearly. You know, it just it just might look a little different. And I mean, that's obvious when you listen to his episode, how much he cares about people. You know, he might misinterpret some of the things that people say and do and, and not exactly say things exactly the right way. And he is an extremely intelligent person. Okay. So, you know, it's not for lack of really uh, a good command of the language. It's that social communication piece that we talk about people on the spectrum. And that's got to be frustrating to know that I, I do have empathy. I do care very much. And yet you're seeing me as someone who, who lacks empathy. And that was very, I, I guess I thought about that, about people on the spectrum to a degree, because, you know, even some of our children who are nonverbal, we know they care about us, you know, oh, like, yeah. I, yeah, I know he cares about me. And this is how he shows me that he cares about me. But a lot of people miss that for some of our students who are some of our individuals who need more 
social support than academic support. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was clear with him. I, I'll tell you one definite huge learning curve that I got to set aside for a while was in the beginning. I was trying to do our editing, you know, and I would get my stuff up on my Mac and try to start you know, editing that way. And it would take me forever for a couple of reasons. There are some tricks to the editing piece that I did not know. And so I'm having to just go off sheer guts trying to figure this out. And then I would get obsessed over getting rid of every uh and and that kind of thing. And um, I actually think that Troy does a great job of getting rid of those things for us. And it is much faster for him. We were so blessed that your dear friend for a very long time, and now my dear friend too, Troy Payne, is uh, our editor. And he does that kind of thing easily, has a studio. And he lovingly took that over for us. And I am so grateful every week when it's time for that to be ready. And it's ready faster than it ever would have been for me. So I I did learn. I learned some about editing. And I know that I could learn more about editing. But yeah, the reinforcement for the behavior wasn't fast enough for me. So I I, uh, gave that up. So yeah, I remember one time I was feeling like you were carrying more of the load. And so I was like, I'll do the editing. And I think I started crying and texted you and said, I can't, I I don't know how to do this. I I feel very dumb. I don't know how to do it. You know, and going back to like you changing your behavior and my changing my behavior into Barshi and all of that, like I totally use stories from the podcast to help make points, you know, one about DeBarthy and, and the empathy and I've used so many stories. You know, Nicholas has been inspirational. Um, oh, yeah. Brian, you know, working at Mod Pizza and Cowboy, working at Home Depot, using a lift, and just being able to tell, you know, help other people, hopefully help other people that, you know, when kids do this, this is what this kid meant when they did it. And also, you know, why it's so important to be really looking at that view to 22. And one thing, you know, that stood out early in this season. And I don't remember for what reason, but it was something about you don't have to get it to be kind. I remember you and I having a conversation on the podcast. Oh, I know what it was. You were talking about someone that you follow on social media and they were talking about, you know, being different and how people were commenting that they didn't get it and you know, I'm not going to follow you because I don't get it. And that person said, you don't have to get it to be kind. And I don't remember in what context it was on the podcast, but I remember talking about it and I thought, oh my gosh, that's going to be our motto for the second season. And it kind of has been. We've also had sort of a a theme of having journeys to overcome things. And Well, I think you don't have to get it to be kind should be a life theme in general. You know, someone likes to eat cinnamon rolls and you hate cinnamon rolls. Well, you don't have to get it to be kind to them about the fact that they want a cinnamon roll. I mean, I know I'm using that example on purpose because most people would be like, well, I don't really care about whether people eat cinnamon rolls or not. Totally. I, I have friends, Jennifer and Tammy, make fun of me all the time. Bob does too, all the time, about my dislike of syrup, how I've never tasted it. And they find that very strange. 
and hard to believe. And uh, Bobby <laughs> and I were in Vegas several years ago, and he put waffles or pancakes on a plate and put syrup all over it and like try to get me to eat it and put it in my face. But Tammy and Jennifer make fun of me all the time. But they're not, and and I'm not mean about. Well, I do. I will say when you said you're, when they talk about having something with syrup, I'll just go, you know, make that face. I don't think I'm being mean. I'm just expressing my dislike for syrup. But they think it's funny anyway. Gosh, and and just kind of looking back over the last two years, I think I know you and I have have learned a lot. And one of the lessons that I've learned is to never stop trying. You know, never yeah. ever give up. I think about Blair and taking the test and retaking the test and being determined to pass the test, which she did. And I think about, you know, so many people that we've had guests that have talked about, you know, doing something different or or just having a plan B, you know, writing a goal and the child doesn't master the goal. So they come up with, or they look at how they've been providing instruction and they change what they do rather than changing the goal. They change their instructional focus or their instructional strategies and things like that. And I guess that's just a big lesson for me. I've never been one to really give up. I'm a pretty persistent kind of person, but it really has taught me more in a social aspect of social meaning the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, never never giving up. And it may be the never giving up might be an exaggeration piece, but I think whether you're, Let's think about being a parent of a typically developing child and you would like for them to eat a vegetable, yes. you know, that that's a behavior and that's to a degree is something you can think about, not maybe never giving up on, but being a little persistent about. And, you know, and there are definitely some strategies that people say that, you know, they say that a child should be exposed to a food like 25 times before they give up on the idea that they're going to taste it. And, um, you know, I I think that those are pieces of information that parents might not think about. Like, I'm going to put the broccoli out there. He's not eating the broccoli. I'm never putting broccoli in front of him again. Well, no, don't make him eat the broccoli, but continue to expose him to that. Maybe, maybe let's choose a different Vegetable that doesn't quite have such a pungent smell, maybe. Or such a weird texture. <laughs> or such a weird texture. Yeah, here we go. Our, our, our pieces. I have learned to eat broccoli, so I did not eat it as a child. Or whatever the skill is, you know, you want them to be able to dress themselves independently. And so you're not going to give up it. Is it that they need to choose the clothing or is it the way you lay it out on the bed for them to put on? Or how can I change what I'm doing to make the behavior easier? And our guests have taught me tons of those kinds of things. And the teachers that we've visit on a regular basis have taught me, I love going into a teacher's classroom where a child is working on a really difficult skill and has not gotten to it yet. And the teacher says it in that way. He hasn't gotten to it yet. Here are the things that I've done. And here are the things that I'm going to do. Because in her head, she believes that he can. And I I think that believing that a child can goes a long way. It really, really does. You know, it makes me, oh God, I could go on. It makes me think about Lucinda and Chris, you know, and the whole power of one, you know, oh, yeah, caring and, and 
Well, back up. But before we talk about that, is uh, please, if you know me and are at breakfast or brunch with me, please do not put syrup in front of my face 25 times so that I'll taste it. Because I will. I promise not to do that to you. I'm not, I think we're at an age, you've probably been exposed to syrup at least 25 times and it's not going to be a part of your repertoire. And that's fine. But anyway, moving forward, yeah, I mean, I love that. He just hasn't gotten it yet, you know, and it, 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 again, it goes back to Lucinda and Chris. And, you know, Sissy, we have a teacher in common, um, a gentleman who's in the middle school who is so already the power of one for some individuals who he works with that have some pretty, I don't want to say complicated, complicated is probably a good word. Also sensitive issues, right? Like, you know, we have a, a person who wants to be called a name that I I would say is fairly non-binary and you know, he's just amazing with that person and he, he cares. And, you know, I know you, you were there recently and you had a couple of kiddos that you saw that you thought, Hmm, this guy's going to. Oh yeah. The language coming out of the student's mouth was inflammatory. Maybe, well, maybe a few pieces of profanity, but inflammatory in general. And yet the teacher was staying calm and to a degree using humor where he could. And it turned that kid around. And as I was working, you know, observing some of the other students, I clearly saw a relationship between that student and that teacher. And it took me straight back to the power of one and thinking, here's one of the ones that is going to be remembered by this young man as being someone who who was helpful and who got me and who helped me figure out how to navigate a world that I am struggling to navigate. Yeah. Well, anyway, everybody, um, happy birthday to us. And thank you, um, as always, for listening. I hope you weren't just bored out of your mind with our rambles, but sometimes rambling is fun. And we are not going to do a question this week because who wants a question, a test question on their birthday? So instead, (laughs) Sissy, what are we going to do? So we're going to post a little visual of, you don't have to get it to be kind, to our webpage, which is functionjunction.org. It will be under the visual supports tab. People can download and print and post on their wall to remind themselves and others that you don't have to get it to be kind. And kindness goes a long way. So that's what we're going to do. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you, everybody. We're thrilled. And I'm personally amazed that we're celebrating our second year birthday and that we have as many downloads in countries and territories listening to us. So thanks so much. And we look forward to another year. Take care. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye.